0: Hi, everyone. Before we get into this week's episode of Wholehearted, I just wanted to take a second to tell you about one of my favorite new podcasts called Share the Load. Share the Load is hosted by intimacy coordinator Mia Schachter and is described as a time to reflect on the division of labor within our personal relationships. I feel like there is no better time to listen to this show than now, particularly as we are in this time of stay-at-home orders and quarantining and really reckoning with our our responsibility in our relationships with other people, and if you want to go even further, Mia, the host of Share the Load, is facilitating boundary and consent classes via Zoom. She offers classes on a sliding scale, so you can really fit it into your budget, no matter where you're at. Okay, I'll stop rambling. I'm just really into this subject. Uh, everyone should go listen to Share the Load, the podcast. It's anywhere that you find your podcasts, and. Tell me what your favorite episode is that you listen to. Like, we can talk about it. It's really thought-provoking and really important work. So, thank you, Mia. Also, before we get into the episode, I have to get comfortable with hawking my Patreon. So if you're a fan of Wholehearted and you want to help me make this show sustainable for my life and my career, um, head on over to patreon.com slash wholeheartedpodcast. I have tiers starting as low as $1 and $2 a month, which may not seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, for real every little bit helps and I would super appreciate it there's also some Patreon exclusive merch over there including a tote bag uh, if you join the $5 tier you can get the tote bag for just $10 so uh, if that's not hot enough of a deal to entice you to sign up then I don't know what would be but anyway I really appreciate you even considering it and um, hopefully I will see you inside my VVVV VIP club Now on to the episode. If you go to any of the usual millennial-targeted craft fairs or flea markets in my hometown of Cleveland, you'll find a lot of things that you might expect. Pastel pink walls, things with golden script font, meticulously thrifted, but of course expensive, artwork and dresses. All of these things are staples in this kind of scene. But when you encounter Jada Taylor's mixed fashion booth, you're in for something different. Something for all women, entirely handmade, and with a ton of personal style. I've never been a hugely fashionable person myself. I'm good at makeup, I guess I wore some bolder things in high school, but fashion, both in terms of creating outfits and design of garments, is an area of creative expression I've never really ventured into. I was super curious to hear about what it takes to create a brand from the ground up. So I asked Jada to come and tell me all about it. Even with a mask on, which of course was the situation, Jada had this sparkly, warm vibe to her and I couldn't wait to hear all about her vision as a designer. Welcome to Wholehearted, where we feel things all the way. Here we share stories of full bodied commitment to the people, places, things, and ideas we believe in, for better or for worse. I am your host, Hannah Ray Leach.
1: My name is Jada Taylor. I'm 24 years old, and I am the CEO, designer, everything for mixed Fashion. From Cleveland, born and raised. I went to like a private school when I lived like near Shaker, mm-hmm. and then I moved out to. Uh, The suburbs. So I went to high school and middle school in Nerdonia. It was just like very different. Like more people were like buttoned up and Mm -hmm. everyone already knew each other. And it was very like White House and like picket fence kind of deal. Yeah, right. Me being like, I'm like in a biracial like family. That's who we are. So we're a little like not traditional to the norm. So everyone out there is just kind of like, hi, how are you? And it's like, hello, you know, so it was different. But I mean, that's where we live now. And it's it's our home.
0: I asked her when she first knew that fashion was going to be her thing.
1: Fashion has always like been in my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout grade school and high school, had to be dressed the best. I mean, one time as punishment, my mom grounded me and I had to wear like just plain t-shirts to school, That's which um, was like <laughs> a nightmare for me. Mm-hmm. And then high school, I did costumes and stuff for the play. And then it's always been like who I am. We did Joseph's Technicolor Dream Coat mm-hmm. and that was my first piece I truly designed was like his huge coat. Right. So it had all these panels of like rainbows and colors and
0: then I helped dress everyone else. Her role in the drama club played a big part in developing her interest in fashion and sewing, but she also had unwavering support at home and not just in her professional interests.
1: My parents are they're very solid. You know, if I have Like a hard day at school or whatever, um, they would just kind of remind me like who I am. Because sometimes I would ask like, why am I not like everyone else? And she'd be like, you are, you know, perfect because you're basically made in like a melting pot or something. She'd be Mm -hmm. like, you have black and you have white in there, and you know what? That's like a beautiful combination. It's who you are. Always being like that to me, and like always pushing me to do new things. I just always, like, knew who I was. Even in high school, like, I would be, like, bullied and stuff sometimes, but who hasn't? (laughs) But I would never, like shake who I am I still knew I mean I had the drama club I was like doing internships I went to school for fashion design and then was interning on movies
0: in the wardrobe department so I knew I was like going in a direction Jada isn't just a designer she's also an on-set costume tailor for big budget movies Jada's dad, Marlo Taylor, has been a sound mixer for big Cleveland-based Hollywood movies ever since they began coming to Cleveland to shoot, including films like The Kings of Summer, Alex Cross, Native Son, and lots more. Jada was able to follow in her dad's footsteps, interning on a lot of the films her dad worked on, and has some pretty wild stories to go along with those experiences. My favorite one involves Tyler Perry. I met him, like,
1: one time, and I was, like, studying, like, doing my books, and, like, I just saw him, like, staring at me, and I was so excited to meet him. And he came over here, and he's like, oh, your dad's told me all about you, like, let's Let's take a walk. So I told him about, like, my school and stuff and how, you know, I really am working hard to get an iPad. Like, that was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, in 10th grade, I'm like, I need this iPad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's that's great. I'm glad to see you're working hard. We took a picture together. It was, like, so great. And then— he was like, you have to call me when you're older. And I was like, all right, great. And then the next day, he showed up on set, and he handed my dad a box, and he was like, you know, just give this to your daughter. And my dad was like, what is it? He literally had his <laughs> assistant go—oh, I got excited. <laughs> had his assistant go out and buy me an iPad with data and, like, cases and, like, oh my everything. God. It was—
0: so then I fell in love with film, because I'm like, is this yeah. what it's about? Right, right, right. <laughs> this door is opening very aggressively. Yeah, yeah, like, whoa. And things have not slowed down from there, not in the least. Jada's biggest project to recently have stepped into the spotlight is Judas and the Black Messiah, a new biopic on the life of Black Panther Party leader Fred Hampton, starring Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, Lakeith Stanfield, also from Get Out, Ashton Sanders from Moonlight, and many, many other ultra-famous movie stars. It's due to come out this year, and Jada had a big role in its production. So it's about Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party,
1: which is so kind of odd of this timing. So I was head tailor on that project, which was super intimidating because it was Warner Brothers, and I just somehow ended up in this head tailor position, and I did it. I kicked ass. I did it. I was in the fittings with all the celebrities. That's why I love doing it. I love being fittings with people. And I think that's why my clothes fit so well, because of that dynamic too, like me just fitting countless people all the time, doing weird things to clothes, taking them apart.
0: So if you're anything like me, you probably have a relatively limited idea of what exactly an onset tailor does. So I asked Jada to break it down for me. You go
1: into the fittings, like in the beginning, in like pre-production, you go in the fittings with the talent, they try on stuff. You and if the designer's like, you know what? That's a little big in the back. And you're like, oh, that is a little big. So Mm. you go in there and you just start pinning it on them and you fit as is. And fittings could be very good or they could be like you just stepped into the twilight zone (laughs) and it's just a nightmare. Uh But usually fittings are really good and I love them. I love being thrown like curveballs and I have to think about it.
0: And then you you have to sew all of them. Her work as a tailor for film and her work as an independent designer sometimes overlap. For example, in her work on the film Native Son. It's on HBO. It has Ashton Sanders in it and
1: Kiki Lane, both brilliant, amazing actors and actresses. So I showed up with clothes every day. I was working like as a costumer. I showed up with my clothes every day in my car, kept talking to the designer I'm like, oh, I still have clothes for that scene. If you're interested, she'd be like, not today. And I'll be like, okay. And then, like, when she was talking to me, she's like, you know what? Those clothes. I'm like, oh. So I just ran into my car. But anyways, so Kiki Lane ended up wearing one of my faux fur coats that I made. And it was actually from my graduation piece from school. And Kiki Lane wore it in, like like, the best scene ever. It was in, like, several shots like it wasn't just like a little clip and there it was like it was in a fight scene she had to like pull her boyfriend off of someone else and like walk in the store she was partying and stuff it was great to see like my coat on the screen and I was like this is what I need to do my clothes could be in tv all day Fred Hampton project was really cool because there was a lot of custom pieces that had to be made too So I made, like, the boxer shorts that Fred Hampton actually was murdered in. It was, like, iconic. Like, it's in history. These are the boxer shorts he wore. So I had to create those in a couple because he gets shot, so they're bloody. And then I had to make his girlfriend's robe, also from when he was murdered. That was, like, something of history I was making.
0: One thing I find to be so cool is that all of this tailor work while you can hear she loves it just from her voice, is mainly Jada's day job. Her passion project, the thing she really pours her heart into the most, is her own line, Mixed Fashion. I asked her to explain the brand in her own words.
1: Mixed Fashion is a brand for everyone. We don't like to be put in a box or category. It's like athleisure wear. We use a lot of color and textures. And really, like, the bottom line is, like, fun and, like, girl power and, you know, just strong,
0: confident women. I wondered when, amidst all of this high-profile film work, Jada found time to start her own line. Mix launched two years ago. We are two years in. Mm -hmm. I got inspired to start
1: Mix. It was in my... Last year of college, so we would learn like dresses and blouses and you would do those for like a semester and then like your final graduation one was collection. So you had to create five looks, you know, totally your own designs and that was like a lot because we never created that much at a time. So at that point I wasn't totally into fashion design, I was just like my eye was on like films, I'm going to films, I just want to learn how to sew but when I designed, like, my collection, and it was super cool, and, like, all the girls loved it, and they put them on, and it was just, like, so exciting. And I'm like, this could be a thing. It's, like, different. I haven't seen it before. Everyone's into it. Except for my old professor who was like, I don't like this. But she had a problem. Yeah. But, I mean, I knew I just had this feeling. I'm like, I could start, like, a whole brand, like, a company. Like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And that's just really... That's really how it started.
0: But of course, like most small businesses with a lot of heart behind them, it wasn't all smooth sailing at the beginning. The first photo shoot was very hard.
1: It was very hard getting people to show up. And then in the beginning, I was still kind of figuring out my patterns and my styles. Mm -hmm. So I had to have people come to like three fittings, which is so crazy to think about now. And then the photo shoot, like I was just, I was just freaking out with the photographer a lot, like just mm-hmm. asking him for edits all the time and like calling him, thinking, I don't think this is gonna be good. Oh man! And, oh my god, I'm cringing. You think about it now, <laughs> like whoa. Yeah. But I was just like basically. Just like a spazzy freak. But the photos came out (laughs) amazing. I mean, for my first photo shoot, it came out very good. Mm But I feel like my photo shoots now are like a well-oiled machine. They go super smooth, and that's why I think they come out looking like just how I want them. But it took, well, two years. I feel like my brand has a little more recognition now because some Cleveland brands are like, come shoot and like you see girls end up being in their underwear or something crazy we have like a reputation of you know just
0: being legit when jada and i met up for our interview it was in the thick of the nationwide protests sparked by the police murder of george floyd it was everywhere and obviously for good reason i asked her how she had been feeling throughout that time it's very heavy
1: Mm -hmm. it feels very heavy But I'm glad that people are getting up and doing something about it. It's just, it's moving it along. And I feel like mixed has always been about, I mean, I always use a different range of people every time we shoot something. Mm -hmm. I always represent everyone because it's called mixed. (laughs) because It's supposed to be mixed and show different races, different body types. So I feel like I've been doing my message this whole time. Right.
0: And like where I stand in things. Jada and I both live in Ohio, an infamously purple state. It often feels like even Cleveland is surrounded by a suburban ring of apathy when it comes to issues of racial justice. Jada shared an anecdote that perfectly illustrates that.
1: So that five below, they had chalk outside. (laughs) Uh And like... We're like, wow, fun, chalk Something fun, I'm excited Uh Let me go write something I was going to go write something Or like a heart, something stupid And this lady goes She just writes All lives matter And like her friend's looking at her And she's like When I see chalk, I just can't help myself I just couldn't help myself And I and I I turned around And I was like I'm like that's so stupid And she just ignored me and like just went aside And at that point I was mad I didn't want to Shopify below anymore Right (laughs) And then I just I just like crossed it out And I said Black lives matter White lives has always mattered first Forever And now it is not your time you go in a store and you can have more money than everyone in that store. You get followed, you get asked, what are you doing? You get asked, you know, you in a nice car. Is that yours? Why can't it be mine? Sometimes even in, in my jobs, I work harder than everyone else, you know, just because you
0: have to. This summer has been a big one for so many reasons. The nationwide protests for racial justice, the pandemic that forced me and Jada to meet in masks, but it also marched the release of a brand new mixed fashion collection, and a very on-trend one at that.
1: We released our Mixed Cowboys collection for summer 2020, and I'm super excited. Um, I experimented with upcycling, which is something I've never really messed with before but I went to thrift stores and got denim and I made like a really cool denim top and like painted some shorts. Mm-hmm. So that's called the Outlaw outfit. Well I'm just really proud of the collection overall. I mean each time I do one I'm like this one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. No this one's my favorite. But I really like this one because I did a lot of upcycling so a lot of stuff is like denim and then I thrifted like some kind of weird textury fabric and bandanas, and I made this beautiful, like, bandana coat, and that one's called the trailblazer coat. And then I have the chap shorts that you can throw over a bikini, or you can, like, quarantine, festival, wear them. But it's just really fun and badass, and they're just beautiful photos, and the clothes are really nice in person. My bodysuit
0: is very good, too. It's called the stallion bodysuit. The pictures of these clothes are gorgeous and I would highly recommend that you check them out on Instagram at Mixed Fashion. It's mixed without the E. It's M-I-X-D fashion. I just need to clarify. Jada has made some serious and admirable progress in her business so far and she has much further to go still. But with what she now knows, I was curious what she would tell the Jada from two years ago. The one who hadn't yet started mixed fashion and was just making a final project for a college class.
1: My pre advice would be not to wear your heart on your sleeve. You are going to get your feelings hurt and you're going to be knocked down a lot, maybe constantly. But you just have to like toughen up and just keep on going. Mm-hmm.
0: I get that too. That's what I'm I would say. Also, a very sensitive person. Yeah. I'm I'm a little sensitive and I try not to be. Yeah, it's hard when you put so much of yourself into the thing you're working on. It's hard mm-hmm. to not be super emotionally vulnerable with it. You know? That's why I feel
1: like social media is kind of like a huge jerk. It's just hard like keeping up because I do like work a lot and then you come home when you create mm-hmm. and you know, I set many deadlines for myself, but it's like, oh I gotta post. I have to post. I have been post in two days Everyone's going to forget about me, but I don't know. You have to work to make money yep. for the business, mm-hmm. and then you have to do the business, but sometimes you're so busy with your life, you have to remind yourself to post. So then you put everything to a post, and you get, like, 10 likes. It's like, why? Yeah. It's just very, like, what am I doing? I'm feeling very discouraged by this. hmm I mean, sometimes I lose the direction. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? What's the point of all of this? (laughs) But then sometimes I'm like, oh, this is the point. Right,
0: like, duh. At the end of the day, not only is Jada able to find her way back to purpose through her long-term goals and dreams, but also through the fact that she just really loves the process involved in building a fashion line entirely of her own creation.
1: I love sewing mm-hmm. a lot. I can sew in the middle of a, of a rock concert, and I'll be focused. Because <laughs> for fashion shows, like, when you have to sew something real quick, yeah. you have all the models and stuff changing all around you. People are being loud. When I go on the wardrobe trailer, and they're all bouncing back and forth, sometimes I have to sew on there. They're being crazy, as usual, and I'm just in my in my zone. I'm good at what I do. I'm still learning, I don't act like a young person that's like, I know everything, you can't tell me nothing. Right. I do know stuff, (laughs) but you could still tell me stuff.
0: (laughs) You could tell me some things. Yeah, I'm not like a young person like, I got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jada's confidence in herself and in her brand is inspiring and really exciting and contagious. And seeing the way that her project has grown just over the past few years gave me hope for my own dreams. Like, wholehearted. I really love finding other young women and non-binary people in Cleveland who are pushing their own creative ventures, and Jada is honestly an amazing example. Like, my brand
1: is my heart and my passion. I put everything into it. Mm-hmm. And it's just very exciting that we're kind of at the point where people are shopping online. I'm mm-hmm. People are buying things in the pop-up shop. They're wearing it. They want to be in the photo shoots. You know, that's something that I never thought would happen. Just the fact that people like it and they resonate with it
0: is like a huge reward. Totally. Especially like when you put so much of your, as you we were saying, like put so much of your heart into it. Mm. When people see that and like it, it feels very validating. I put certainly. my whole heart into it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys collection is currently available on their website, MixedFashion.com. Once again, without the E, go check it out right now. You are required. You can follow Mixed Fashion on Instagram and Facebook at Mixed Fashion. Plus, you can follow Jada on Instagram at JadaCurlyT. This episode of Wholehearted was written, edited, and produced by me, Hannah Rayleach. Wholehearted's theme music and this episode's specific music were created by Josh Perlman-Hall and story edits were provided by Isabel Robertson. This episode was mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman and our show artwork is by Ayanna Cheston. Keep up with the show on Instagram at Wholehearted Podcast and access transcript and other information about all of our episodes at wholeheartedpodcast.com. Once again, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com wholeheartedpodcast. I know you want to see this exclusive merch, so why don't you just book it over there and see what's going on. See you next time.